The Marshall Suite, the fall's 20th album, came in October 1999, and it mainly built itself on the techno-influenced beats introduced with Levitate. It is a strong album, and it is clear, even through a cursory listen, that although Marquis Smith had pretty much shed his band following his arrest in New York in April 1998, he had something to prove to those who may have doubted his ability to deliver a decent record and maintain the fall as a going concern. On the face of things, the Marshall Suite is a continuation of the sound produced by the ongoing presence of Julian Nagel, but nevertheless is unique as each fall album manages to be. As John Peel would have it, always the same, always different. Given that a little bit more time and effort was put into the making of this LP, there is more to it than initially meets the eye. To begin with, the Marshall Suite started life out as a planned concept album, loosely based around the character of the crying Marshall, who makes a number of appearances in Mark's lyrics across the record. In reality, Mark's vision never really panned out. What we were eventually left with was a record in three parts and three sides of vinyl. These could roughly be put into three categories. The first conventional side, the second sees the fall becoming slightly unhinged, while the third and final section is the full-on wazzy side, as some members of temporary fandoms would have it. The Marshall Suite does kick off with an instant fall classic, Touch Sensitive, which despite some comedy lyrics from Mark, is nevertheless one of the truly great fall singles, and opens the proceedings with a cracking riff. It should be familiar, of course, even to those who have no real knowledge of the fall, through its use in a Vauxhall Corsa advert some years back. At the time I needed the money, said Smith, of its use. We're not all Elton John. Touch Sensitive would also, rather humorously, be at the centre of a court case over writing and royalty credits a few years back. A case that was thrown out of court because the judge couldn't work out or understand any of the words that Marquis was singing. On we go then to A Bold in Money, the fall superior cover of the Tommy Blake Rockabilly original. Every Fall fan has their own personal favourite cover from the band. This one is mine. It's just brilliant. Rollicking good fun. Mark not giving an absolute fuck. Same goes for Shake Off, which is classic 90s Fall. The band's back on serious form. This Perfect Day is an excellent reworking of the classic single from the wonderful and criminally underrated Australian band, The Saints, who performed the single on Top of the Pops back in 1977. Young Nev's Anecdotes is another highlight of the record, despite it sounding uncommonly like Led Zeppelin's Kashmir. The Young Nev here being a reference to Neville Wilding, the new guitarist of the fall. The Marshall Suite saw the group shed a drummer before they even began recording, and the record contains two different bassists. Then, everything just goes a bit bizarre, although not in the way in which one might expect. Birthday Song is all Julian Nagel, it was initially written as an instrumental for a sister's birthday. Mark always liked it, and so Nagel asked him to write a love poem to accompany the music, and this was the result. Marquis e. Smith writing a conventional love song sounds unlikely and extreme, although if I've learned anything about the fall, it's that they've tried absolutely everything at least once, and one should never underestimate Smith and his ability to consistently surprise you. Some of his lyrics on here, though, my darling, there is another side you never see. Trying to, like you, navigate without pains and in dreams. I stumble towards you, knees knocked as you evaporate. We will never see this side to Mark again. 
Just the same as Levitate, the Marshall Suite ends on something of an intriguing patchwork-like tone. Mad Men, Ink Dog, contains a snippet of a tape recording from an episode of The Prisoner, and On Your Own is a simple reworking of Everybody But Myself, the closing track from Levitate. And with that, the fall say goodbye to the 20th century, intact as a unit with no further lineup changes, ready to make one more record as a cohesive group before Mark would replace everyone once again. The Unutterable sees Mark E. Smith return with a newfound confidence. For the first time since Ben Sinister in 1986, there are no cover versions to be found on this record, and we've been generously gifted with a full 15 tracks, the vast majority of which are excellent. Smith sounds comfortable in his own skin on this LP, after the success of the Marshall Suite, and that's evident in his choice of subject matter. Many of the tracks on The Unutterable are either occupied with the unearthly fantasies of H.P. Lovecraft, one of Marquis's main influences, but with a decent slab of drug references and rockabilly tunes thrown in there for good measure. In fact, The Unutterable as a title comes from Lovecraft and was lifted from the lines, I stand here and saw before me the unutterable, the unthinkable gulf that yawns profound between two worlds in the world of spirits. Science fiction takes centre stage in the very first track which kickstarts the album, The Excellent Cyber Insect, which was inspired by an Ian Banks paperback, The State of the Art, on sale at a train station. It could well be that there was a valid reason as to why Mark sounded more assured on The Unutterable, and this can be found on the album's Ketamine Sun, with the lines, I'm a goddamn fool. According to Julian Nagel, this line is a reference to a love letter Mark had in his possession from Eleni Palou, whom he'd recently met, and who would soon become his third wife, and a key player in the fall's final phase. It's hard not to think of Jack Smith's words of wisdom to his son as detailed in Renegade. If you're ever feeling too sexy, just have a glass of water and a run around the backyard. Marky does seem to be in an unusually playful mood on the Unutterable at times though. At one point, the whole of the band act out as characters in a sitcom called The Kettisons. Mark sings in a Southern American accent later on, before losing his mind completely in the second half and delivering the lounge jazz style, pumpkin soup and mashed potatoes. It may be wholesome fair pumpkin soup, but it's balanced out later by numerous references to doctors and drugs on the album. Ketamine, hyacinth, post-seizures and Mark's Doctor Book. Highlights on The Unutterable for me include the brilliant two Librans. The two in question apparently being Nico and Jackson Brown. Not bad company to find oneself in as a fellow Libran. Also, I really love Way Around, which seemingly tells the tale of Marky lost in a disco and dealing with a situation he's been dealt with as though it was an episode of The Crystal Maze. Hands Up Billy is also very good, a writing contribution from guitarist Young Nev. The song has a boxing theme, which is a possible explanation for the cover of the album with its image of two boxers sparring. We also learn a list of five things without which Marky or Pete Tong, it's not exactly clear, cannot leave the house without. In case you're wondering, that's a pair of sunglasses, music, an Amex card, mobile phone and a Prime Pilot. And although I said that The Unutterable breaks from tradition by not having a cover version on it, unlike each fall release from the 1990s, well, that's not strictly true. Ketamine Sun is pretty much a rip-off of Kill Your Sons by Lou Reed. Definitely not a bad thing. WB, meanwhile, is a decent tribute to the English poet, painter and engraver William Blake, with words lifted straight from his Song of Liberty. 
Das Caterer also sees the fall cover themselves by using Free Range as its backing track. The title likely refers to Marquis's role as a caterer in a short film by Mark Ariel Waller, which was named Midwatch, another title lent to an unutterable track. I really love this one, it's wonderful and frightening indeed. All of which add up to a very good and a very generous mix of high standard fall tracks. And although it may not be a career peak, the Unutterable is an excellent record on a whole. There's enough here to keep any fall fan occupied. Once again, Marquis' triumph lies within his uncanny ability to coax original performances from his band. The only problem was, this was the end of the road for this particular configuration of the fall. <laughs>